Welcome to Norm, a Cheers podcast. We're co-hosting a weekly discussion of the television show Cheers, which aired on NBC from 1982 to 1993. We're your hosts, Marlene Stimmy and Andy Blaker. Hey there, Andy. Hey, how's it going? It's going pretty well. We are on episode 21 of season six of Cheers. Making it to the end of the season. Mm-hmm. This one is titled Our Hourly Bread. It was written by Susan Herring, directed by Andy Ackerman, and it aired on March 10th of 1988. Episode summary in brief is that Cliff announcing he's received his annual civil service raise prompts Woody to ask Rebecca for a raise, which brings to light that the bar is losing money. To raise money quickly, they decide to hold a raffle for a Caribbean cruise. But the increased revenue may be for naught when Woody's numbering scheme creates confusion as to which Cheers patron actually won the grand prize. Meanwhile, Frazier is sure that his choice of artwork, an original abstract impressionist painting, will delight Lilith on their anniversary. We start with a teaser. Postal carrier comes in to deliver mail to Cheers and swaps some sort of postal lingo back and forth with Cliff. <laughs> I believe it's called a postal wrap. <laughs> Yeah, Rebecca <laughs> Rebecca asks Norm like what they're talking about. Norm says it's a kind of postal wrap. <laughs> so they go back to it, Cliff and this other postman. And then Norm tells Rebecca that he once thought to ask Cliff what it meant, but then it occurred to him that Cliff might tell him. Mm-hmm. And Rebecca laugh, kind of laughs at that. Yeah. So I thought it was a decent commentary on Cliff by Norm and Rebecca, and I liked them having that conversation around it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I liked the, like, that Cliff had somebody to talk to, you know. Right. In his own Someone who style. might just be as odd as him. Yeah. 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 And they're just like <laughs> a, a, a complete little community between them right at the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I like that. So in the episode, it really starts with Fraser sitting at the bar. He's pondering what to get Lilith for their one month anniversary. That's right. So they That's have right. been married for about a month. And Norm suggests a mank, which is a mock mink. <laughs> And he tells a story about getting one for Vera and all of this, you know. Mm-hmm. But what I like about this is that it's like very characteristic of Norm to always have the inside track on a bargain of something that's fake that mimics <laughs> an item, an expensive item that's real. Yep, yep. Yeah. He did that with the wedding ring that's the diamond ring. Yes. That Sam he, was knew a guy. he knew a guy. <laughs> he knew a guy. Yep. And then there was something, was it the silver for Carla's wedding? It was some kind of gift he would, that they were going to all pitch in and get Carla for her wedding. And he knew somebody, you know, that could provide that more cheaply as well. Um, you know, and he had the inside scoop on that tannin wash last season. Like all of these things yes. that Norm is uh, getting involved with. So I, I really enjoyed that little insertion from him. So Cliff comes in at this point and he orders a beer. And he orders a beer for Norm. <laughs> he then does what? <laughs> yes. Oh, I love this. He just, he just plummets right to the ground yeah he does he plummets. just like right there like you expect him to bounce back you know yeah yeah <laughs> and he's in shock he they get him back on his stool sam and i guess cliff or you know help him back up mm-hmm. and he almost repeats the gesture when cliff confirms that he's like he's like i thought i heard cliff say he was gonna buy me a beer and cliff says <laughs> i was he is and so norm kind of starts to tumble again and they stop him yep. Turns out that Cliff is feeling generous because he has received his annual civil service postal raise. A three and a half percent raise. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he talks about how, you know, really carrying the bag is enough. <laughs> it's just 
<laughs> like the icing on top. Yeah. Yeah. So this, I, I thought that was a fun start. I love it when a plot takes like a little side, when it makes sense, but it takes like a little side path into the main story. Yeah. Which is what happens here, because it turns out that this is not at all about Cliff's uh, postal raise, but it segues into Woody saying that he hasn't had a raise. He's wanted a raise for two years. He hasn't had a raise. So Woody asks Sam if he thinks Rebecca would give him a raise. And Sam goes over how he's a good employee, doesn't take vacation, he's never sick. Probably not. <laughs> so she's tough. And then he advises Woody, if he tries, you know, try to compliment her, just compliment the first thing that he notices. So Woody goes in the office, and Rebecca is on a little ladder at the bookshelves, kind of leaning over. <laughs> so Woody decides to compliment Rebecca's smile instead of her rear end, which is the first thing that he notices. Smart move. Yeah. That was a, that was a good visual joke. Mm-hmm. I would think Christy Alley must be a good sport to let them make jokes about her body parts in this way. Because there was the one with the breastfeeding and Carla <laughs> commenting mm-hmm. on that earlier, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Woody tells Rebecca that he's a good worker. He basically repeats what Sam said. He's a good worker, hasn't taken vacation, and he's never sick. And Rebecca straight away interrupts. She's like, no, I'm sorry, Woody. She interrupts and tells him that she just cannot give him a title. The corporation doesn't let her hand out titles like that. Brilliant. It's a brilliant move. Yes, absolutely. So, and she goes on and on about the title, how some people work there like 10, 15 years before they get a title, you know, all of this. And then Woody says he just wanted to raise. And she says, oh, sure. You know, gets out her ledger and asks how much he wants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's like, wait, wait, wait. What about this title thing? He's adamant about the title. <laughs> She's got him going on that track. And, she, you know, she's, <laughs> what is it? She says something about like, I have met some tough negotiators in my time. Mm -hmm. She's going to go to the mat for him. And she says, like, congratulations, you're the new senior bartender. Oh, he's just so excited about it. Wait till I tell my parents. He's just so excited. He's thrilled with his new title. So great. And he hopes it doesn't go to his head. (laughs) And Rebecca says, that's what's nice about him, Woody. Nothing ever goes to your head. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which I don't know if that's entirely an insult. I think it's half insulting, but not yeah. fully insulting. I don't think she means it in a terrible way. I yeah. think she just, you know, it's how he is. And it is. It's a, I think she really clearly good. has some affection for him. I don't think she is trying to be cruel or anything. Right. I, think it's, I think it's just kind of observational, you know? Nothing mm-hmm. really goes to your head, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a exactly. statement of that fact. That is nice in some ways. Yeah. I like that, though, how savvy she was about him. She doesn't even have to negotiate. She just kind of tangled up with the title scheme right on the spot. Yeah, that was great. Before... It got to the point where she'd have to. So Woody goes back in the bar. He's all puffed up and confident and tells him that he's new, looking at the new senior bartender. And then Sam, Cliff, and Norm tell Woody that Rebecca basically conned him out of a raise with a title, which he doesn't quite believe. I mean, he's still very elevated about this title. Mm-hmm. So Sam says he can do better. He goes in to get a raise. And Rebecca is just like honest with him right off the bat. She's like, no, she knows what he's there for. And she says that he Sam says something like a little raise won't kill you. And she's the raise and the free rounds of drinks and the bar tabs or friends are running up all add up. And they spell like was it like you add them all together and they spell bankruptcy. And mm-hmm. then she says something like, doesn't she say like it's probably more than you can do? Which is kind of an uncharacteristic and she doesn't always insult his intelligence, but she's frustrated, so she does now. Right. Yeah. So she tells him that they're losing money. And Sam, I mean, he accepts it, and he's just going to, you know, leave. And she tells him that she'll give him a title to help him save phrase in front of his friends. Mm-hmm. And I really like this. He asks, like, how childish do you think I am? 
And she kind of turns to the side and just has this like very knowing look on her face. Right. So you know that he's uh, really does want a title. So out in the bar, what he's talking about the title, Norm is telling him this new title deserves a free round of drinks on the house, <laughs> which is kind of his behavior throughout the episode. Attempt number one. That's his yes. attempt number one. That's a okay. We need to count. So this is attempt number <laughs> oh, one. Oh, we will. <laughs> yeah. And then Carla asks Woody if now that he has this elevated position, is he going to still talk to us little people? And Woody misunderstands really what she means by this. And he's like, oh, right. You folks don't like to be called midgets anymore. <laughs> oh, it's great. It was good. Mm. Yep. And then she threatens him. I think he says, I'm like, I'll talk to you. He's like, that's going to be hard with your tongue in another state. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so this, all that little exchange gives Sam time to get his new title. He comes out as the new executive supervis- supervising bartender. And that look, uh, Woody's Woody's face, if looks could kill, he is so yes. he's so upset by that. Mm-hmm. Woody has kind of a youngest, like a, a little bit of a baby face, you know? So mm-hmm. I mean, he's not very old, obviously, but he's just got a, a baby face to him here. Mm-hmm. And he just looks like a petulant child, just like, you know, <laughs> scowling and like, like he had <laughs> to go and one up. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. It was so good. <laughs> yeah. So Norm, attempt number two, says that yes. type of promotion deserves a free round of drinks on the house. That's right. Yeah. And then Woody resents that Sam has a fancier title, basically. And they get into this argument about titles and what's made up and what's, you know, the lesser of the two titles. And Carla brings Woody and Sam back to Earth. She's like, you're both bartenders. Like, you're a bartender and you're a bartender. And then she steps in the office and they kind of calm down and so forth. And about two seconds later, Carla comes out and announces with pride that she, however, is the managing director of waitresses. <laughs> so I like that Rebecca just came up with that, like a moment's mm-hmm. notice. Carla stepped in and who knows what she said and right. she comes out with this title. Especially given that Carla is the only waitress. Exactly. So she's the, yeah. Right. But were there to be another one, she would be the managing director. That's right. And did you notice during this exchange, our blonde lady? mystery woman, the blonde yes. woman, is watching and smiling oh, from the back? She's taking it all in. She's she's very perceptive, and she's sitting there at the table with Phil. Okay, I didn't. I, when I saw I her, think I think we passed by yeah. Phil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yep. She's watching everything. So, Norm, attempt number three, starts to ask for a congratulatory free round of drinks. And Carla just shuts him down right away. <laughs> so Woody, Woody thought he was special with his title, and now he's not. So he's upset. He knocks on Rebecca's door to complain, says he has a problem. So she, you know, basically comes out and she says she's going to tell everybody about problems. Says that yep. they're losing money. If they continue to lose money, the bar is going to be put on the block. And if it does, it's going to end her career and it's going to end everyone's drinking days at Cheers. It's a kind of a somber, sobering moment. Norm says, I think sincerely at first, that cheers means as much to him as to anyone there. This Mm -hmm. is bad news. And that bad news like this deserves a sympathy round of drinks on the house. (laughs) That's right. So time number four. Even though like that we they Rebecca has discussed with Sam that that is one of the things that's driving them toward bankruptcy. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, the, the entire crew thinking of something to drum up business. And Sam asks Norm what the big firms do. Norm says, at first they fire the dead wood. 
And Sam asks, like, then what? And Norm says he's long gone by then. Yes. <laughs> he doesn't seem concerned about it. I love that. He's like, I'm yeah. long gone by then. Yep. It's just how it's all I can give is. you. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, who knows what's after that? Never made it past that point. <laughs> and Woody says they could give away something valuable and then sell chances to win it. So he comes up with the raffle idea. Which I, but again, that's... Hmm? Woody does not seem to know the word for it. And Sam says, a raffle. And Woody <laughs> thinks Sam's like insulting him or something. He's like, what does he say? Something like my dumb like, idea or, or something. Or give my idea a chance for like, he thinks yeah, exactly. Sam is suggesting something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. But it's interesting that Woody was the one, he just, he kind of comes up with the correct solution, mm-hmm. whether intentionally or not. Like a few episodes ago, he was the one that, figured out that Carla was afraid to fly. That's what the problem right. was. And there have been other instances before, too, when Woody's the one that kind of knows what's going on or exactly the answer. Yeah. So I like that. So yeah. Sam tells Rebecca about the raffle idea. She says she'll handle the problem by herself. And he wants to help. He suggests they raffle, do the raffle. And Woody suggests they give away a Caribbean cruise. And Carla is impressed, compliments Woody's idea. She calls him Woodchuck. <laughs> Which, I, like that. I think it was like out of fondness rather than, you know, it's not an insult. Yeah. But I'm like, hey, Woodchuck, no. not a bad idea. So Woody says essentially that she, Rebecca didn't give him the title for nothing. He's like, you think she just gave me this title? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So Sam convinces Rebecca they're going to be out of the red in no time. The bar is going to fill up and it's going to help. So she goes for it. She says something about like, what is it? How desperate she is to take ideas from a bunch of bozos or something like mm-hmm. that. But she's oh, basically yeah. on board. The game is afoot. Fraser comes in with this painting that he's purchased for Lilith. So this is going to be their anniversary, his anniversary present to her. Mm-hmm. And he has everybody looking at it. And he talks about this like beyond compare, you know, ebullient feeling one gets when looking at a fine work of art. And Carla makes a comment about sticking your foot in a boiling hot pan of water when you have a fungus. <laughs> Frazier says something like, well, you may not know art, but you know what you like. That's right. That's <laughs> really, right. that to I me know. was the best part of that early <laughs> situation with the painting. You know mm-hmm. what you like. So Frazier goes on about how this is an original Tidwell. It's an abstract expressionist piece. And because I think Cliff made some comment about it being from the, what was it? The Machiavellian Cubist era. Uh-huh. <laughs> like that. I just put yeah. these terms together. <laughs> the painting represents man's struggle against intransigent fate. And it's titled number seven. Number, I love that line. <laughs> number seven. Uh-huh. I, mm. You know what else I love about this? And this is going to be a little bit much, but I suppose if you really wanted to overanalyze this, the struggle against intransigent fate could come to what happens at the end of the episode, the absurdism of the miss the numbers in the mm-hmm. raffle. Mm-hmm. How to solve that. And then number seven, of course, could possibly be the alternative ping pong ball number that Woody draws on that last attempt, maybe. Really reading a lot into this, though. Mm, I like that, though. Don't you? Yeah. Yeah. So many layers. I know. So (laughs) number seven. And Fraser has him continue looking at his painting. And Woody says that it looks like a couple dogs getting real familiar. And everybody (laughs) agrees. Yes. It's very pointy. I'm not even sure how they got dogs from that, but everybody sees it once yeah. Woody mentions it. So Frazier is kind of like, it's almost like, I got the impression he'd had enough of 
these sort of like lowbrow people interpreting this painting. And so he's going to take it yeah. over to Rebecca, who might appreciate it a little bit more, and see mm -hmm. if he can keep the painting in her office until he <laughs> is going to give it to Lilith. So he asks her if you know he can keep it in the office, and she says certainly. He tells her it's his anniversary gift to Lilith, and she looks at it and says, <laughs> "I hope she loves you very much." <laughs> yes, oh, it was great. Yeah, perfect. So the bar is packed with people, decorated Caribbean theme, and Woody is numbering ping pong balls for the raffle. And Norm comments that he likes the way the place used to be. He says something about all these damn people here treating this like some kind of public gathering. I love this line. I can't tell you how much I love this line. So he and Cliff are sitting there. They look yeah. grumpy, you know, and, and, and Norm, he swears, damn people. Mm -hmm. And I just, uh, treating it like a public gathering place. And I, I just completely identify with him here. Uh -huh. uh, that would be me in that situation. Oh, yes. But it's, I love it. I love it. You know, that's, that's their place. This is their place. And there's mm -hmm. way too many people here. We don't like it. Yeah. You know. I think it's perfect like, that they're sitting there having this conversation, just the two of them sort of like being curmudgeonly about it. Yes, and it yeah. also, I would imagine, is what that Cheers bar in Boston that was the Bull and Finch, sort of how their regulars responded when all the Cheers oh, fans sure. started showing up. It's like, all these right. damn people, public out, yeah. you know, like this was our place. <laughs> exactly. So true. Yeah. Mm. So Sam credits himself to Rebecca with the raffle idea. Now, he did promote it to her, to be fair. But he's giving himself a lot of credit, and he asks Rebecca if she wants to give him a thank you pat on the back with you on your back. And again, like, she just right on top of this, she says, very deadpan, almost like her comments at the end of the previous episode. Yes. She's like, oh, Sam, when you say things like that, you make me love you even more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and just the line delivery, very droll. And Sam seems kind of, like, unsettled. He's like, you're being sarcastic, right? Right, yeah. And oh, she, she just undoes him. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she does. And then she just kind of smiles and walks away. And he's like, aren't you? And he's kind of, like, not following her, but it's, like, sort of, like, leaning after her a little bit. Mm -hmm. So yeah. there's a table There's a line table. here I, I um, before Lilith comes in. Um, where it's an aside. I think they're talking about the Caribbean cruise and mm -hmm. everything. And Cliff talks about liking to go on the sea or like to go fishing or something. He's <laughs> yes. like, call me Ishmael. Call me Ishmael. <laughs> it's yeah. so random, but I love that. Yeah, that's the, that's coming up in the next, like oh, right I'm after sorry. that scene. Okay. No, 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 that's good. Yeah. It's right after the Sam and Rebecca part. He says that he does. I wrote that down because it's so funny. He's talking about how he wouldn't mind winning the Caribbean cruise. Like, call me Ishmael. And then how the Clavin men go down to the sea. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> but it is. It's that line that makes that entire mm -hmm. scene great. <laughs> so Rebecca is asking Fraser to get the painting of the two dogs out of her office. <laughs> so it's almost like everybody recognizes it. It just sees these two dogs in the painting. Yeah, yeah. Without provocation from anybody else. And Fraser says he's giving the painting to Lilith that night. And she's like, I want it out of here. It's reminding me of my social life or lack of social life or whatever. <laughs> That's hilarious. And Lilith comes in at this point. Now, she's not in much of the episode, but I think she really shines in this one scene that she's in. Mm -hmm. Fraser says something about, here's like that ray of sunshine that's my blushing bride. <laughs> and no sooner has she said he said that, that she insults the color of his jacket. She's like, that color jacket is not good on you or something to that effect. Yep, yep. And he whips around, like, to everyone at the bar. And what does he do? Like, introduces her or something? It's like, she's all mine. You can't yeah, She's her. all mine, boys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then he changes tone. He wishes her, he kind of warmly wishes her a happy anniversary. 
and she just kind of says like same to you or something kind of flat back you know it was a little bit yeah. funny but he asked her about if she knows Tidwell and she says of course and Tidwell did the painting of the two dogs commingling and then sold it for an ungodly amount of money to some ninny <laughs> Fraser has to come up with something so he gives her his Mercedes just hands her the keys to his car his rationale is like nothing says loving like something from Stuttgart <laughs> And she asks why he asked about Tidwell. And he says the car is named Tidwell and goes on about how he names all his possessions. You know, it's just lie after lie. Lie after lie. For no real reason. I mean, not really a, mm. you know, solid reason. So Woody is going to announce the winner at their Caribbean cruise raffle. And he says, talking about how excited he is. And he goes on this long spiel about his excitement, seeing the birth of a two-headed calf. And he's talking about, like, how only <laughs> one of the heads could move. Like, all of this, you know. The, now, it's, yes. A couple things on this. Oh, so mm. Yeah, yeah. He goes on and on, two-headed calf. And <laughs> the name of the cow <laughs> was Velveeta. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I just, I don't know. That tickled me. I liked it. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, the two-headed calf, Velveeta. Gave, or like, like a prize-winning calf or something like that. But yes. Yeah. And then he says something about how, you know, the two-headed calf that was born, only it was only one one head was, like, looking at you. The other looked kind of dazed. <laughs> <laughs> and Sam is just like, draw the damn ping pong. You know? uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So Woody announces the winner, number 99. The band plays. People dance. They have streamers coming down. Everybody's happy. The winner's given a festive drink. And everything is going well. And it could have just stayed there. It yes. Well, That's it. it. Okay. Oh, good. Okay. Because if you have a point. No, if you have a point about that, I'd like to discuss it. Sam points out to Woody, and Sam should have known better, but he points out to Woody that 99 upside down looks like 66. Because apparently Woody hasn't drawn like the little line underneath the number like mm-hmm. he might in those situations to distinguish numbers. So Woody announces that the winner, he's like, it is 66. And during the announcement, the music is stopped. So now somebody takes the drink from 99 and gives it 66. The music starts again. Everybody's dancing again. And then Woody complains, or sorry, 99 complains that Woody called 99. And Woody looks again at the ping pong ball and he says, it is 99. So the music starts again. And 99 now has the drink. Everything is started back up. Al is dancing, I noticed. He is there, present. Yes, yes. Rebecca and Sam both look concerned, but everybody else is partying. So then 99, they stop the music again. 99 and 66 are arguing about this. Norm complains and wants to know why the manager is not serving free drinks to calm the angry crowd. So that's tip number five. 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 Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and Cliff says this is starting to stink as bad as the game show fixes back in the 1950s. So they are not helping at all. No. no. I have some thoughts on this, too, on the disloyalty <laughs> after all of this. So Rebecca intervenes, and she asks one of the winners to give up the trip. And Sam, this is why I went another example of how I enjoy just the absurd way that they work together because she's coming at it from the rational standpoint here Mm -hmm. and sam tries to just sort of like move her argument along and says that um you don't really want to go to the caribbean and what the sun does to your skin and he introduces al as last year's winner and says he's actually 24 (laughs) and then al what does al say uh he says i fell asleep on the beach (laughs) 
<laughs> and Sam's like, thank you, and kind of shoves him away. Yeah, shoves him off. <laughs> He's done his part. Yeah. So, but I like that. I like that Sam's trying to improvise there and contribute. Mm-hmm. 99 tells Rebecca that if he doesn't get the trip, she'll be hearing from his lawyer. And then 66 asks for her boss's name to complain. So Rebecca says she's had it. Her career's over. She's kind of marching down the hall out of the bar. Sam runs after her and gives her a pet talk. And I think the first part really is genuine. He tells her about, you know, she's worked very hard to get to this point and so forth. Mm-hmm. And that she has to go back out there and show people how tough she is. And then he suggests she do that by crying her pretty little eyes out. No man can resist that. She says that's insulting. She'll think of something. So she basically then goes back out and cries. <laughs> she tells the men, the 66, 99 and 66, that if they both get the trip, she's going to say they both get the trip, even though that's going to be the end of her job and her career and probably her life. She sort of cries that maybe they can send her a postcard when she's on Skid Row. <laughs> yeah. And so she's crying and hugging one of them. Sam looks kind of pleased that she has taken his advice. And then number 66 says, like, oh, don't cry. I'll give up the trip. And then he tells this sob story about how he's always been a loser and can't keep a job. And his wife left it like the whole, you know, yeah, very unrealistic, but kind of farcically funny profile of him. And then number 99 does the same, except number 99 has this very understanding and kind wife that's confined to a wheelchair. <laughs> so that's his sob story. And they are just all commiserating together now. So Rebecca's story is not quite as sad. And then Hugh, one of the barflies, chimes in that they should both go. And then Pete repeats that they should both go. So again, like, they're, you know, loyal patrons are not being very loyal, in my opinion. They're not helping as they move further into this farcical situation. And then Carla steps in and sobs about having eight kids. What about me? I have eight kids. I love though. Yeah, Cliff's just there. Heard it. Yeah. <laughs> Shuts her down. I love yeah. that. And she just goes away. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So Rebecca whines that they don't have enough money for two trips. And the regulars are saying things like that figures and what a ripoff and you know all this. And then Sam comes up with the solution to the problem that also connects our two storylines in a wonderful way, in my opinion. Their other first prize is going to be the Tidwell painting that Fraser has left behind. So number 66 is delighted. He asks, oh my God, is that an original Tidwell? And then asks number 99 if he would mind taking the cruise. <laughs> <laughs> and number 99 is just like, like no, not at all. I would yeah. be happy to do that. <laughs> 66 says he's dreamed of owning a Tidwell all of his life. And then Carl, I love her response. Carl's like, and you tried to tell us you were a loser. And she kind of like hits the bar. (laughs) She Mm -hmm. says it. Love that line. So everybody is happy with their prize and the band plays again. Yep. So Sam tries once again to hit on Rebecca. He dances over to her and asks if the painting gives her any ideas on how to thank him. (laughs) And she says, yes, next week they'll chip in and I'll chip him and have him fixed. Which is not a bad idea at this point, given his behavior Mm-mm. toward her. No, it's a fair, fair recommendation. It is. Yeah, it is. So Woody interrupts the party to raffle off the hand-numbered ping-pong balls. <laughs> not a great idea anyway, but he calls that number 11 and then turns the ball upside down and says, oh no, here we go again. Uh-huh. And Sam's like, let me explain something to you. <laughs> and thus ends <sighs> the shenanigans. So this is a really fun episode. It is. I, I, mm. I, my first comment. on my second viewing, it was more fun mm-hmm. because there's a certain point you kind of just have to have to go with it. So yes, this whole 
last third or fourth of the episode could have been avoided if Sam had not said anything, right? And yes. no one would have known. We would have been none no. the wiser. Nobody you know? would have thought about it at no. all. Everyone was happy, 99, no one had to know. Mm-hmm. I don't know where you get off thinking you're being honest. I mean, a number like that, it could have just as easily been 99. I'm sure he didn't underline that, that like right. what you're supposed to do. So for all we know, it was 99 and the other mm-hmm. one was 66. So, it, But again, alas, you know, we wouldn't have had the, the ending that we had. So I get right. that. But in my own, my own mind, I had to get over that hurdle. I'm like, what? Why did you do that? I know. That, that doesn't make sense. But, you know, then again, it's, it's a show, Andy, so calm down. But. <laughs> well, it's like, wouldn't Sam, I don't know. I feel like Sam is pointing out something that's error or a possibility. And that is in Sam's nature to be like, well, what about this? It could be this instead of that. Right. I think Sam would think through that. But then Sam is, on the other hand, not realizing that Woody is not going to think through things in the same no. way. So, no, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And at that point, I mean, like I said, you've, you, you would just, I would think not say anything, you know, you've given it away. You read a number you it's, thought was the number. It's done and it works well. Go on. Yeah. It wasn't unfair. Problem solved. Yeah. Don't, right. don't dig yourself in deeper. But anyway, that right. point aside, I did very much enjoy the episode. What are your thoughts? I just, that's my first thought was like, it's such a fun episode. And I think that I, it wasn't, well, I, I liked it well enough, but over the years, these years of rewatching, it has grown on me and I look forward to it now. Whereas in the past, it was kind of one that I'm like, I'd watch it, but it wasn't one I looked forward to. And now I just think it's so much fun. I look forward yeah. to it. It really builds well as a story. As I said, I like that it starts just simply with Cliff coming in. You have that little bit about him getting his raise and he's buying the drink for Norm. So it kind of looks like the story might go in that way. And then what he's like, hey, you know, I haven't had a raise in a while. Mm-hmm. And so it takes off on that direction. But I think it happens really naturally. And I just, I like them trying to figure out like what to do to solve this problem of the bar losing money. And then in the end, they're trying to solve the problem of like the solution that we had then turned sour. And so now we have to fix this again. Right. You know, I thought that that just in terms of how it was told as a story, it's built well, I think. And it was fun. Yeah. That's the thing is fun the entire time. Yeah, um, it builds up. It builds up steam, and it doesn't really disappoint. You know, right. it, it all culminates at the end, and yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I liked the little, like the again, the bits of character consistency, like Norm suggesting that Fraser buy a mink, a mock mink. <laughs> he looks for bargains. Woody is inadvertently insulting to Carla. I feel like he's the one that can get away with that when he's like, "Oh, you all don't like to be called midgets anymore." <laughs> Woody having the winning idea of the raffle. You know, he does that fairly frequently. And the, I like the titles that Rebecca's inventing. It's hilarious. And then again, she's kind of like quick to improvise and see around corners and have people's number, especially Sam's, but also Woody's in this instance. Yeah. I think Sam wanting to help Rebecca and giving her a pep talk, like all of those things are characteristic of how he behaves towards people, you know, sort of being a cheerleader, even though he has these other unappealing behaviors, you know, but all done in humor in this one. So all of those things I thought were just like sort of solidly well done and fun. Yeah. The raffle mishap used to make me nervous. Like I can I'm see like, that. Oh, no, you know. Yeah. It gets so farcical. It's a little much. Like the the two men explaining their situations is you know I mean that's. Absurd. It does. It does get very farcical. <laughs> but yeah. I'm kind of like by that point with everything going on, I'm I'm on board with it. It's like they could be making this up at the same time. Mm-hmm. I guess the main thing that I like as well is I really like how this highbrow story about Fraser's anniversary gift, like what he's attempting to give Lilith and how that's built up. 
is the solution to this bar story that's more lowbrow about the raffle and the and Cheers losing money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that twist of how that painting came back around and was used in this way. So that to me really elevates it. One thing I was thinking about, I don't know how this would go as a story, but like what if two Cheers regulars had been the winners of this? Like the same thing happened, but it was, mm-hmm. I don't know, like Norm and... I don't know if you could do Norm, like maybe Norman Cliff or Norman, somebody else, you know, something like that, where you had two people yeah. that we know that were the winners. That could have been fun, too. I mean, that would have probably been like a long, yeah, that longer episode because you right, couldn't really get everything two, in that. would two-parter but, there, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. But yeah, no, that's intriguing to think about. Mm-hmm. How did you rate this? I give this a four as well. Okay. I, I, give this, I give this a four. Just fun. I mean, we've mm-hmm. said it, it's just overall very fun. It does, it, it makes me a little nervous too, especially the very first time I watched it. Um, yeah. When the, the, the botched uh, raffle calling and everything. And it, it does just descend into chaos, the whole thing and, and absurdity and everything. But by that point, like you said, I'm just repeating you, it, it, you're, you're already so far along and, and, you know, you might as well just commit to it, I guess. But I, I just think it's a very sharply written episode. You know, mm-hmm. the characters that they seem to write them all very well. They all have a good function here. It's kind of funny because it, it, the whole, oh, competing with one another for titles versus races yeah. kind of yeah. seems to be what it's going to be, the, the episode. And then it yeah, kind of, yeah. like you said, veers off focus. And then we get into the whole, hey, there's a possibility we could shut down. Mm-hmm. And, and we're all going to pull together to save the bar. But then you have Norman Cliff who are like, ugh, you know. And then the whole idea of this being some sort of like raffle luau kind of thing, right? I mean, they're they're all, Woody is in his, his little short shorts and his little, mm-hmm. you know, Hawaiian top kind of thing. And it, it, it doesn't, it's not the Cheers vibe, you know. And it feels like it's just kind of invaded the whole feel of yeah, the episode it does. for about, you know, the five minutes or whatever. So... Um, but again, it's in it's in service to saving the bar and everything. So I just I just liked how it all pulled together at the end, mm-hmm. and I I laughed several times through. So just thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, that's interesting too. And you were talking about I hadn't thought about this before, but the competition for titles, how that could have been more of the episode because it really it could have been. I hadn't thought of that. But that also the competition over the titles is like has a little bit of similarity to this discrepancy over the raffle winner at the end. They're kind of competing to see who has the like the winning number or the best mm-hmm. sob story or whatever. So that theme plays throughout too. So yeah, 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 absolutely. I like it. So yeah, I gave it a four as well. I think it's everything you said. You know, like we talked about, just well written, builds the story, themes, but it's mostly just fun. Yes. It's to service like the fun of the whole thing and the characters. Absolutely. That will do it for us today. You can find us on Facebook, Norm, a Cheers podcast, and on Twitter at Cheers underscore Norm. You can listen to or download old and new episodes at the usual places, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, and Spotify. Leave us a like and comment and join in on our community there. Thanks so much for listening.